Good morning and welcome to ASL Live. Thank you very much for joining us on this Easter Saturday. Uh, my name is Sarah and in a few minutes I'm going to introduce you to Jason Perry, the co-founder and managing director of ASL Recruitment in Hastings. Jason is an HR specialist and he is also um, a chartered fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. Now we've got a lot of questions been going on about um, about pay and furlough and sick pay and self-isolation in this time of COVID-19. And we've all been very aware that uh, workers and temporary workers and employees are a little bit concerned and have a lot of questions about this. So Jason is going to be here to answer those questions. Now, we've had some sent in already, so we have, uh, have a few questions there. But if you do have any questions, please just pop them into the chat box and we'll do our best to get to them. So now I'm going to hand over to Jason. Jason, are you there? Thank you, Sarah. Um, where I want to start is really talking to you about a few of the key changes we're all facing as a result of COVID-19. You'll have heard of uh, some of these changes announced by the government and how they affect businesses and individuals. What I want to do is give you a little bit more detail as to how they might affect you. So where I'll start is furlough. You'll all have heard of furlough by now, I'm sure. Essentially, it's um, part of what the government are calling the job retention scheme as a way of making sure we have as many jobs retained at the end of this crisis as we had at the beginning. Um, it works by way that anyone who was on the payroll on the 28th of February is eligible for the scheme and the government will fund up to 80% of your pay. So it effectively allows employers to lower the number of people they're paying and maximize their chances of surviving at the end of this crisis and thereby keeping as many people in work as possible. The second scheme I want to talk about is um, SSP in relation to self-isolation. So we now have um, a new form of SSP that affects anyone who is self-isolating at home to prevent the spread of the disease. So if you or somebody in your household has symptoms, then the government will fund up to 14 days statutory sick pay from the very first day um, that you're isolating. The third area I want to talk about is, again, you'll have heard the government talk about the shield list. We've got a new scheme in place whereby people who are at most risk are most vulnerable from this disease are being asked to shield at home for 12 weeks. Now, when this scheme first came into place, um, it was a little bit uncertain how these people would be paid. That has now been resolved and it is very clear that people shielding at home are eligible for the furlough scheme. So again, they can be paid up to 80% by the government and an employer's welcome to top that up if they want to. The final thing I want to talk about is homeworking and social distancing. We've all heard over the past few weeks that we should be social distancing and that anyone should work at home wherever possible. So for some people, it's relatively easy. The very fact that um, Sarah and I are doing this broadcast um, from home today kind of indicates how it can be done um, with technology now. But for a lot of people, that's not possible. If somebody's working in a supermarket, in the care profession, or perhaps manufacturing or distribution, it simply isn't possible for those people to work from home. So in those cases, an employer's got a legal duty to ensure safe social distancing, and in the occasions where that's not possible, to make sure people are adequately protected and safe when they're working. 
So that's really by way of a brief introduction, an overview of the type of areas I want to talk to you about. Um, I'm guessing by now Sarah's got a, a few questions for me. So what I'd like to do is, is just bring Sarah back in. Sarah, are you with us? I am, Jason. <clears throat> yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so, well, first question is about furlough. I have been told that I am not eligible to be furloughed as I am on a zero hour contract. Is that correct? Okay, that's a really easy one to start with. Um, no, that is not correct. Um, anyone on a zero hours contract is eligible to be furloughed. Um, the rules have been written so your average pay will be based over either what you've earned over the last 12 months or what you earned in the same month last year. And it's whichever one is the highest the government will base the, uh, the, the pay figure on. So, yep, zero hours contract, people who are working non-standard hours are eligible for furlough. Great. I'm sure that's going to be a relief to many people. Um, <clears throat> so the next question is, if I have two jobs and I am furloughed from just one of them, can I work at the other one legally? Absolutely. Um, if you're furloughed from a job, um, you can actually go out and get another job. Um, so, yes, absolutely. You can be furloughed from one job um, and continue with another one. No problem at all. OK, and presumably that would also include if you were then to go and volunteer working at Tesco's or totally. driving Ocado or whoever. Absolutely. Volunteering, um, and again, particularly in light of the government's volunteer scheme, is, is kind of encouraged in this situation. But yes, you can volunteer, you can keep doing another job. The only restriction that there might be is from your employer, where your employment contract or the furlough agreement might actually say that you're not permitted to work for anybody else during that period without their permission. And that can be quite reasonable, as you might be furloughed from one company um, and then, uh, let's say, get another job with a competitor they wouldn't look kindly on. OK, well, that sort of answers the next question, because it says if I've been furloughed by my employer, am I then able to work for another company? So presumably that depends on the contract. It, it's absolutely down to the contract with your employer. But legally, yes, you are, unless your employer has a term of contract that stops you from doing so. Super. OK, so what's the longest I can be furloughed for? Well, it's probably easier to answer that another way, which is what's the shortest you could be furloughed for, if, if you forgive me for changing the question. Um, there, there is a, a requirement that anyone must be furloughed for a minimum of three weeks. Um, in terms of the longest somebody can furlough, that's slightly unclear at the moment. This scheme was brought in place if I recall correctly from the beginning of March, and it exists initially for three months. Um, there is scope for it to be renewed. So we could at the moment see people being furloughed for up to three months, but over the coming weeks, the government may lengthen the scheme. So uh, I can't give you an answer to that at this point. Okay, okay. Um, can I ask to be furloughed for health reasons? The simple answer is you can ask. Um, the, the scheme is actually in place to, shall we say, protect employers where under normal circumstances they might be making job reductions or redundancies to prevent them from doing so and thereby helping people maximise their chances of keeping a job at the end of this crisis. So, yes, if you're particularly concerned, you could ask your employer and I suppose it would be a little bit like voluntary redundancy. If they do need to make cuts and there are people that are willing, then maybe those people will be furloughed first. 
Okay, but ultimately the decision to furlough lies with the employer, not the employee. Absolutely. This is an employer scheme um, about protecting jobs. Okay, great. Uh, can I refuse to be furloughed? Um, that's a slightly complicated one. The simple answer is yes, you can. Um, it probably wouldn't be your wisest decision um, because the reason employer would furlough somebody is simply because they don't have the jobs required. And I guess the alternative is being made redundant and you losing your job. Um, so, uh, yes, you could, but I might not recommend it very much. OK, um, one last question on furlough. Uh, if I am furloughed, can I still work part time for my company doing a little bit of online marketing or accounts or bookkeepings, anything like that? OK, that's the easiest question so far. No, it's an absolute. A furloughing is an all or nothing solution. You can't be furloughed um, as part of a reduction of your working hours. Um, the moment you are furloughed, you are no longer working until you are unfurloughed, and it is absolute. Great, okie dokie. So, the next question is on shielding. Uh, my wife is on the shield list, and I'm really worried about her. Can I furlough myself to protect her? I guess this is a little similar to the question we, we tackled just now over whether or not uh, somebody can volunteer to be furloughed. Um, the reality is the shield list is to protect the people most vulnerable. And it's quite clear that it is the individuals that are being protected, not the other people in their household. So uh, there is no requirement for people in the household of a shielded worker um, to uh, stay at home. Um, there's nothing wrong with asking your employer. And what you should be doing is practicing social distancing and doing your very best to uh, remain safe and keep that person safe but there's no requirement to do so. Does that answer your question? I, I believe it does. Uh, I have been told I'm on the sh shelf list. I, I don't ah. think they meant shelf. Uh, I think they probably meant shield. I haven't been told, I have not been told I am on the shield list, but I have really bad asthma. Should I shield? Okay. Um, the best advice any employer should be giving um, their people right now is if you have concerns about your health and you think you ought to be on the shield list, I'd urge you tomorrow morning, well, no, not tomorrow morning, uh, Tuesday morning, uh, pick up the phone, ring your GP and ask them whether or not you are somebody who should be on the shield list. Um, if you are, you must stay at home for 12 weeks. If you have any doubt, go to your GP and ask. And on the same basis, an employer has a duty, if they know you're on the shield list, to send you home for your own protection. But you can't volunteer to be on the shield list. You can ask for homeworking. You can try and come to arrangements to make yourself feel safer. But it is, a, it is again, an absolute list. Check if you're on it, then you'll know with certainty. Great. OK, so... Uh... We're getting a bit close to time now, so just two more questions about self-isolation this time. Uh, someone I work closely with is now ill with, Ill with the virus. Should I self-isolate, and if so, will I get paid? Okay. Um, the requirements for self-isolating and getting self-isolating SSP are very clear, and that is if you or someone in your household has symptoms. Um, if you choose to isolate because somebody else you came into contact with had the virus, that won't qualify you for the uh, SSP for self-isolation. Um, so, no, can't give you that advice. Um, it, it's take reasonable precautions, but no, you shouldn't self-isolate at that point. 
Okay, and my work has said I can't go back until I've been symptom free for seven days. Will I get paid for this? Okay, that sounds like um, they're suggesting that you should take another seven days once you've had the seven or 14 days um, SSP, if I'm understanding that correctly. Um, That's what it looks like. Yeah, that sounds like it's above and beyond what the government are asking you to do. And in that case, my view is your employer should be putting you probably on full pay for those seven days because they've made a decision to send you home. Um, it's not part of the government's uh, scheme that's paid for. So my own feeling was at that point you'd be you'd be being paid by your employer. Great. OK, it's probably best you. to take uh, detailed advice, knowing a bit more about it. I, I, I possibly can't tell quite enough from that question. No, absolutely. Well, every case needs uh, needs its own examination, doesn't it? So uh, it's always this is just to give people kind of an overview. So uh, so do you have any final comments, Jason? Um, no, I'm hoping we've kind of uh, answered a range of questions on the, the subjects there. I mean, certainly if anybody's got any any others, pop them in the uh, comments box or get in touch with us. Um, and perhaps we'll uh, aim to do this session again and cover any any more questions people have. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time today, Jason. Uh, I hope uh, everybody who's joined us has found this useful. Uh, and thank you for all of your questions. If you do have any further questions, get in touch with ASL. There's going to be a card put up at the end of this presentation with the contact details. Uh, so either drop them an email or telephone uh, because the phone lines are all working. They're open for business. So uh, pop your questions along to them. They'll be more than happy to help. And that goes for whether uh, you're an ASL candidate or even if you're not registered with ASL, they're quite happy to take any questions that you may have. So on that note, I would just like to say thank you very much for joining us and we wish you a very pleasant Easter weekend. Enjoy the sunshine. Thank you.